This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Discover all of our shows at slashandcast.network. Skull, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Wall Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Lane, and today we're going to be talking about a really good film uh, that I really love. It's uh, As Above, So Below. Uh, yeah, this episode is late, of course. Uh, I wanted to do it last week, but last week I just, honestly, I lost track of time. I did a tattoo. I think I talked about this last episode. I'm not sure. But yeah, I had a new tattoo done recently, and you know, with the healing and all that, you just weirdly lose track of time, and that was on my mind. And, uh, you know, I have anxiety brain so of course i'm more worried about the new tattoo because like oh god i dropped money into this i gotta take really good care of it and you know the stress of that and working (laughs) it just kind of gets to you sometimes but um yeah no you know we uh we we made it uh somehow to this week with as above so below uh and then next week we're gonna be talking about the uh, messengers a classic from the early 2000s (laughs) but yeah as above so below Man, this is a wild ride. Um, yeah, this this is a weird movie. Uh, it's a very religious found footage horror movie that's really, really good. Um, which, by the way, uh, warning up ahead, of course, this is a horror movie, but this movie has a lot of self-harm in it. Uh, it is There's a part where it plays with the main character and her father. The father had taken his own life. So, viewer discretion is advised. Uh, there is talks about suicide throughout this episode and all that. Alright, so, as above, so below. So, it kind of kicks off with our uh, lead interest, Scarlet. She's a historian. Uh, she's, I mean, this is basically, like, the best way I could put this is, like, a horror Tomb Raider. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, you got this badass main character, Scarlet. Um, you know, she's a very strong female lead. And... Yeah, I mean, she's she's a badass throughout this film, if I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, she definitely keeps her composure really well against all the others. Um, so, yeah. You have Scarlet. She uh, travels um, She travels to, I think, Iran. And, uh, yeah, so she travels there. And so, yeah, she's um, she's looking for this, uh, this writing on uh this keystone it's basically uh it's an iran the whole place the whole tunnel's about to be destroyed so she sneaks in she gets videos of the stone translations of course and she then heads to uh paris where she teams up with benji who's filming a documentary on her uh george who is a i guess the adversary with her who roamed and stuff and then they apparently ended up being in jail in turkey so he decided to part ways with her after that um but then of course they re-collaborate to find this thing called the keystone and so or the former stone something it was it's about a, this mythical stone uh which was advised that anyone who finds it will drive herself will drive themselves to madness uh and it's was apparently thrown out that because of the stone her father scarlet's father took his own life uh which is a very harsh thing because you kind of like in the beginning you see him like hanging in the tunnels 
it's very hard um so they later go to this museum to find the encryption to the location of the stone they translate it and leave uh, of course after lighting the back of this artifact on fire to find this hidden message um, then they go find a guy named Papillon he's a uh, catacombs he kind of knows the secret entrance into the catacombs but it's interesting how they discover this guy so uh, it's not like they heard it from in just anyone they were walking through a tour guide of the catacombs to find the entrance but it was sealed by um, a wall of skeletons of course because that's the catacombs if you're not actually familiar with the catacombs which is kind of a very interesting thing it's this whole undercity of uh, Paris is just decked out with like human skeletons and all that uh, it's a very interesting thing if you have the money or the chance I highly recommend it I want to go to the catacombs someday and take the tour guides I think it'd be very fun However, um, this guy reading a book in there, he's like, oh, go talk to Papillon. He'll get you in. So they find him at a club, which uh, I was reading not too long ago. Apparently, this is a real club. Yeah, the nightclub Scarlet, uh, when, she, when she's looking for Papillon, is a real nightclub in Paris. Uh, and DJ Ax Axiom? Axiom was actually performing a set during the filming of the scene. So that's really cool. Um, yeah, so this film's really interesting. Um, they end up meeting uh, Souks, Papillon, and Zed. I think Zed was his name. Ned or Zed? He was a cool dude. And so they, um, he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, well, why do you want to go in there? Um, you know, she was like, oh, there's treasure, there's a stone. Papillon and his group's like, hey, we'll take half the treasure then. So they um, they begin their little descent into hell. And um, it was really cool. Um, the the way they did this, they kind of had to like, sneak through, walk the train tunnels, and they found it. Uh, right before entering, uh, which, reading up on this film, apparently it's kind of based off of the uh, tale of Dante's Inferno, which... I'm not 100% certain on. Uh, don't even really know much, but uh, give me one second. I had it somewhere. <laughs> uh, where was it? Where was it? All right, so here we go. So before entering the the, uh, the tunnel to the catacombs, a officer tackles them and they all run inside and throw smoke bombs. However, when Scarlett and George were in the clock tower discussing her journey um, to find the rose key and all that, uh, the bell and the clock mechanism begin to move by themselves. This was apparently a foreshadowing of George's own life as he resembles the life of Dante in the Inferno who is forced off a road against his will, having to go through hell itself. Um, which, again, also notes the encounter with the police officer near the entrance to the catacombs. This may also symbolize... Uh, the she-wolf in the inferno for uh, forcing George to go in the catacombs when he insists that he will not. So, yeah, George, um, throughout this whole beginning of the film, he's like, oh, I don't want to go, I don't want to go, I'm not going, I'm not going, I'm just here to help translate, boom, I'm not going to those fucking catacombs. Um, so, yeah, obviously the most rational person in this group is George. Um, so, when walking through... 
they find this little two wave tunnels. There's a little crawl space full of bones and skulls. And then there's this one blocked off. Scarlet's like, well, let's go through the blocked path. Uh, Papillon is like, oh, no, no. We had a guy named Latop. He lived down here. He said, never go this way. And one day he went to uh, to see what was down there and never came back. Um, and then they go through the, uh, the bones, like crawling through it all. Uh, but while doing so, there's this cult gathering there. I guess you could say it's uh, these groups of people singing in a uh, high tone. You know, like, uh, how do I explain it? I, I don't even know. It's like kind of like a gothic cult music. That's the best way I can put it. <laughs> so, when doing so, um, you can see this is a really interesting scene. You know, this is when kind of things already start to go wrong. Benji ends up actually getting stuck. Um, poor Benji, man. He took kind of the hell through this one. Um, he gets stuck and starts freaking out. They get him through. Um, and then they kind of end up in a giant circle and mad. Uh, Papillon's like, I don't understand. We took this way hundreds of times before. Nothing's like this ever happened. Uh, they end up breaking through the tunnel and... Then they find the uh, district. Apparently, there was uh, an underground collapsing, causing fifty a bunch of buildings and fifty survive or fifty people to go missing. Uh, they send a group of fifty men to go down. The group didn't come back up, and so with that, um, yeah, it's obviously a lower descent. Obviously, going back to Dante's Inferno. Uh, obviously, it's their descent into hell. And with that being, um, you know, hold on. Before we even continue, let's let's Google. Hold on, I'm gonna Google that real quick. Dante's Inferno. Never heard this story. Um, hmm. Apparently, it's a book called Inferno by uh, Dante. I'm not sure how to quote last name, but I don't want to butcher it. Um, oh, it's like the uh, it's like the Poeticata. All right, that's cool. It's got like poems and everything. The Vision of Dante. Yeah, that's cool. So, hey, I mean, if you're into the Poeticata and you want to read like the whole descent and the build of this movie, it's um, about. Uh, as above so below it's kind of based on Dante's Inferno uh, or just Inferno is the book um, the vision yeah okay wow that's awesome yeah that's what I love about Google um, or just the whole internet you can just you don't know something now you can Google it I mean you know um, so yeah Google's a great thing <laughs> but uh, yeah alright sweet so he kind of explains in this whole uh, his own poetic edda how he went through hell that's awesome yeah that's that's cool um, alright so obviously we now know this um, so yeah so while walking through uh, George notices a piano and he goes me and my little brother used to play on this piano but the uh, the A I think he said the A4 key was fucked up and starts playing the one song that they knew, which is My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean. And he starts playing, and he presses that A4, and it fucked up. And then a phone started ringing. They picked it up. 
and gurgling noises and a man was speaking and then it hangs up so obviously it's that's a good sign to start heading back but they don't they continue their descent and that's when they find uh Latup who went missing and this was where he was talked about where Latop is in um limbo so yeah uh you know, when the group first enters the home, they encounter Latop, who was believed to be dead for two years. Latop is, in fact, de uh, is dead and stuck in limbo. This is proven by Latop's inhuman speed to move through corridors. Also, later, when the group goes under the water and emerges, they are soaking wet while Latop is completely dry. In Dante's Inferno, the first circle of hell is limbo. Limbo is where souls go when they've done no evil but haven't done enough good to get into heaven. Um, so, yeah. Latop is in limbo. But it's such a weird thing, too, because um, Latop doesn't seem evil or anything. He just seems very different, is what uh, Papillon says. And when they do this, um, when they continue through, they they climb through this well, which is, again, we go back to Dante's Inferno. Apparently, the only way for Dante to exit hell is by going through more bottom levels of hell. So Latop is like, you want a way out? Come. The only way to go out is more further down. And they go through this little well hole. Benji gets stuck um, and then releases his harness or brake and slides and burns his hands really bad. So Benji definitely takes... Poor Benji. I felt bad for him throughout this whole film. Just a poor documentary man. He's really excited. This is a really big hit for him. And he just takes the beatings. Um, so yeah. And, um, you know, when I talk about, like, wanting to explore catacombs, I don't talk about this, like, going through the secret sites. Ugh, first off, I have a stupid fear of heights, um, and with that, um, the biggest irrational fear of my life would have to be falling to my death. I don't know why, but, ugh, and, like, even when I, you, you know, when you wake up and you start falling like, you could feel your body falling. I hate that. Um, I don't know why, but falling to your death, just, it's the scariest thing to me. And, you know, you have, like, those, and I think the reason why it freaks me out because of heights, because when you fall to your death, you kind of have, like, those last few seconds to look back and start talking, and you're going, this is it. There's no way out of this. This is your final, final moment. There's no recovery. There's... You know, that's, I feel like that would be the final conversation that I had to have with myself was like, this is it. We just fell somehow and we're about to see what's on for the next, you know? Uh, so yeah, falling to your death is very frightening to me and heights, that's why heights are, I'm deathly afraid of heights. I'm going on roller coasters. Um, you know, at my, uh, <clears throat> my old job, um, we, we used to have to climb this really giant ladder to, uh, to fix a few things and all that, uh, yeah, I would not climb it at all. I would actually ask, um, you know, coworkers and explain the situation. Of course, I'd get, you know, teased, but I, you know, I'm not messing with any giant ladders, and I'm definitely not messing with uh, with, uh, with roller coasters. Giant ladders and roller coasters are out the question. Um, but, you know, it's weird. I actually love scuba diving, and... Um, I'm not afraid of that, but I'm afraid of heights, which scuba diving is technically heights because you're just, but you're sinking at a slow rate. So maybe that's why. Uh, 
but yeah, not a big, not a big height guy. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, anyways, um, so yeah, this was definitely uh just a crazy part. So afterwards, they continue going, and um, they ended up finding this giant padlock. Except it's not really like a padlock, it's these stone hinges and you had to find the uh you had to find the correct one to grab or else the whole building was gonna collapse on you and then poof, you know, our building, uh roof of rocks, whatever we call that, the ceiling, the underground natural ceiling, <laughs> the cave, I don't know. But uh yeah, so if not the whole place would collapse. So they ended up getting the right one through this uh this uh, puzzle and they find this room with this uh, dead knight in it except he's not rotted or anything like that. I mean this knight is like preserved it was the craziest thing ever uh, they ended up uh, reciting the uh, poem and they turned out all their lights and they find a hole underwater they went and grabbed it and they pulled out all the rocks swam under found what they were looking for they found the stone and a room full of treasure. However, as soon as they opened up that treasure room by breaking the locks, Scarlet realized it was a trap and the whole ceiling came and collapsed on them. Uh, Suxi, which is actually, she's named after uh, something about the Banshees, um, which I'm not even too familiar on Banshees. You know, we're going to be doing some Googling. Um, Let's see, what is a banshee? I've heard about them, but I don't really know too much. We're going to learn. We're going to learn. Um, so apparently in Irish legend, a female spirit who is wailing warns of impending death in a house. Okay. Okay, that's that's interesting. Um, let's see, there's more here. That was just a... Um, it's Here's the Celtic folklore. Uh, banshee... Um, Let's see. A supernatural being in Irish and other Celtic uh, folklores whose mournful keening or wailing or screaming at night was believed to foretell a death of a member in the family of the person who heard the spirit. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. I'm looking at pictures and they are very, very god-awful. I mean, they're just creepy looking. Um... Yeah, that's that's what I thought they were. I just couldn't remember exactly what. Um, yeah, okay, so now I'm looking at all those. I'm getting sidetracked. I'm sitting here looking at Google questions like, can a banshee hurt you? Now I don't want to know because now I'm going to have nightmares about that. So anyways, so now we know what a banshee is. It's obviously a uh, scream of a death in the family. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Um, which is interesting. But yeah, that's that's creep that's that's creepy but cool. Uh, yeah, we're learning a lot today. <laughs> so um, yeah, so Suxi's is really bad uh, injured. They use a stone to heal her, um, and when they're climbing back out, they find a similar entrance. But when they come back under, it's different. It's you start to hear kind of like faint whispers and demonic stuff. Well, Latup is there, but 
definitely not the same. Uh, Sooks walks up and tries to comfort him. He freaks out and bashes her head in. Uh, Pap and Scarlet try to heal her with the stone again. It doesn't work. Can't bring back the dead. Uh, Atop is gone. They run through the tunnels. Uh, the, the guy who mentioned to Scarlet and George about uh, Papillon is sitting in a burning car. Papillon is saying it's not his fault. Uh, he he doesn't, you know, he didn't mean to. He's just begging for forgiveness, but the guy in the car grabs him and drags him in, and his feet are buried. Uh, so now it's... Oh, wait, no. I'm a little bit ahead. Okay, so Benji and them go. They have to climb down the same hole. Uh, Benji gets pushed to his death, which is where we go back to falling to your death. Very scary. Benji gets pushed to his death. So, poor Benji. Um, yeah, he was he was a great character, too. He really cared about Scarlet, and he really believed in her. So, yeah. That's really sucked that Benji had to go. Um, and then, like I said, Pap dies. And then it's Zed, George, and Scarlet. Um, so, Zed is hearing a, a baby cry. And then George sees his little brother, um, which I'm pretty sure his little brother's name was Dante actually in the uh, film and he talked about why he's seeing Dante because Dante apparently was pinned and drowned um, and so um, when he was pinned he asked George for to get help George got lost on the way of getting help and you know Dante drowned so he starts seeing Dante and all that, and you know they try to convince him it's not real. They move forward, um, and then they start running through, and they begin to see spirits. Which this part probably freaks me out the fucking most of this film is there's this one chair and this giant cloaked spirit just sitting there, and they move it past him just perfect. They move past him perfectly. He stands up and turns and looks at him, and then all of a sudden these faces in the wall turn into demons and bites George in the neck and attack Zed and Scarlet. They of course defeat the demons, they drag George, uh, Scarlet runs back to grab another different stone because she realizes that she has the wrong, a false stone and she ends up um, going back to get the real one. So she ends up pushing the stone demon up away and you know, Zed and George are hanging out, holding on to George's severely bleeding neck. She passes her uh, her father once more, and she runs through this little side uh, this little side wall and gets drugged in by these hands on this bloody water path. She manages to break out. She goes back and she rereads the, the thing, and then she cleans this little uh, sun, this little bulb thing that's a. That's like the image of the sun. And I, I don't know. I guess you kind of realize something about how alchemy works because this is all it's based on is uh, the stone's based on uh, uh, weird. It's, it's interesting. It's Christianity, Egyptian, and alchemy. So I guess she kind of realizes she has an, alchem an alchemy spell of how to heal and like fight these demons because when she runs to the blood uh, the bloody hands she goes as above so below and the hands disappear 
Uh, she then hugs her father and says, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize how much pain you were in that night, and I hook up your phone call, which is a very, very sad, sad scene. Um, because this is when you kind of realize where you can see the guilt of Scarlet. Um, she kind of blames herself for her father taking her his own life. And, you know, I don't, you know, it, it's a very touching scene. But it was very beautiful because in a way Scarlet got to say goodbye to her dead father. Uh, so, yeah, moving forward, she goes back to George and Zed and heals him with the touch of her hand and kisses him. Um... George is perfectly fine now. They find the exit, which goes back to Dante getting through the bottom levels of hell. They're about to jump through another hole. They confront stuff about them. Uh, George confesses of why he hears Dante, his little brother. And then uh, Zed talks about how he has a child with the woman but denies it being his. They jump through. They land. They find a man cover. And... When they find that man cover, they end up pushing it down and crawling out and walking away. Uh, so yeah, that's As Above, So Below. It's a very good film. Uh, it's very interesting. And apparently, uh, As Above, So Below is a saying from uh, Arculate Lore, which I have no idea what that is. I'm reading trivia now just to see what we can learn. Um... The title apparently comes from teachings and lore in which turns in based heavily on Christian languages and beliefs specifically transcribed from the part of the Lord's Prayer in which the phrase on earth has, on earth as it is heaven refers to God will being carried out on both heaven and earth as he sees fit. Uh, let's see, what else? What else? Here we go. The words as above so below. Are the ancient Egyptian version of earth on earth as it is in heaven which is a line from the okay Christian Lord will to begin our fathers who are in heaven okay that's cool um, what else what else anything fun oh apparently the tunnel collapse directly mimics the tunnel collapse in the descent which is also a really good film which is something we'll have to talk about but um yeah, so far, um, next week we're going to be doing The Messenger, uh, but I think that wraps it up. So now we know The Inferno is a book by Dante, uh, where he talks about his ways of getting out of hell as above, so below is based on uh, The Inferno by Dante. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's awesome. That's, you know, I got to get that book. And we learned they, this book, you know, this movie is clearly filled with, um, like, folklore and horror talks which is really cool uh i also love the uh the merge of three religion beliefs of christianity egyptian and of course alchemy um i think this was a very good film if you love found footage and if you love the studies of religion and belief which of course i love studying that kind of stuff because it's a part of history and i'm a big history buff uh, hence the name Valhor. <laughs> so, which Viking, you know, history is very interesting, which we'll have to figure out some something horror themed with Viking stuff to talk about. Um, but yeah, um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, the Poetic Edda, that's a, that's a really good book. It teaches you the stories of the Norse gods. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a really good one too. Um, yeah, this was a really fun episode. 
like I said, there was so much, so much collaboration. You have obviously this whole film is really based off of Dante's Inferno, uh, followed with the three religion beliefs, um, and of course the uh, the Banshee Easter egg, a reference, whatever we call that. Um, you know that's really cool, and yeah, I mean this was just a really fun episode to do. I mean, especially learning about Banshees, we I feel like we learned a lot. <laughs> So yeah, other than that, stay tuned for next week's episode, and thank you all for tuning into the uh, to the Valhor podcast and Ska with me for every saga we talk about. <laughs>